<laughs> Some of you have not seen me dance and don't want to. Good for you. Well, listen, um, a few weeks ago, the Lord put this on my heart, and so I started developing this, uh, this message. And this message is simply called Those People. And we live in a world today where it seems like people are always trying to to run us or run you or, you know, whatever. And, I, and, and in some cases, we need that to happen. Ephesians talks about children to obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. That's Ephesians 6, 1. And so there are some that, you know, we need some of that. Obey those in authority. We, you know, the Bible talks about that. But this is talking just about kind of everyday living and how we view things. So I want to talk to you about those people. And again, this, uh, I started this uh, weeks ago. And how many knows everybody has an opinion? We all have an opinion, but I thought before I get started, I'd give you a couple home remedies just for fun because I think you'll really like these. Here's the first one. If you have a bad cough, drink a quart of prune juice and you'll be afraid to cough. And number two, you only need two tools in life, WD-40 and duct tape. If it doesn't move and it should, use WD-40. If it shouldn't move and it does, use the duct tape. All right. Anyway, moving right along, going to the Bible, Luke chapter uh, 19, verses 1 through 10. That's going to be our main scripture for this morning, telling you a story you've already heard. uh, But it's a great story, and I wanted to emphasize some things that the Lord had uh, showed us to to look at today. Jesus entered Jericho, and he made his way through the town. There's a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short. Turn to your neighbor and say, too short to see over the crowd. And so he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people, say the people, The people were displeased. He'd gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I'll give half of my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I've cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. You need to understand that one of the things or really the biggest thing we do what we do is to go after the lost. That's what we do. That's what the commission is. That's what we do. We like doing that because we believe we're we're helping the kingdom advance because everybody needs Christ. If you know people that don't know Christ, when we all this thing comes to a close one day and you didn't tell them, they're going to want to know why. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Because there is a heaven, and just as sure as there's a heaven, there's a hell. So we need to understand that. Here's Zacchaeus now on this uh, on this story, and here's why people don't like Zacchaeus. He was rich. People get, they, if somebody has money, they, they think that's wrong. The Bible doesn't say it's wrong to be wealthy. It says if you love money, that's the wrong part. You're not supposed to love money, but it's okay to be prosperous and be able to do whatever God tells you to do. But Zacchaeus was also a tax collector, and they weren't really known for being honest. I heard a bumper sticker uh, that said this. I heard a bumper sticker. Okay. (laughs) Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Uh, Don't steal. The government hates competition. I'll be here all week, really. 
But anyway, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. He was too short, and so he couldn't see over the crowd. Now, you know, when we took our kids to Disney World or, you know, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the popcorn festival. You will see people with kids in strollers. You ever thought about what a life is like as a kid in a stroller? They get to look at your behind all the day if they're in front of it. You know, they can't see anything you can see. There's just all they see is people, you know, legs. Zacchaeus is just short. Now, I don't know how short short is. You know, I don't, average height of an American is probably, you know, five, four, five, six. I don't know, five, seven. I don't know. Maybe Zacchaeus is like, you know, we represent the lollipop guild. You know, I don't know how tall he is, but he can't see. So he climbs up in the tree, and this is where we get our story. So this morning, I want you to understand something. When you climb, I mean, let's think about Zacchaeus. Not only now, if he got to a better viewpoint, so he can see better, everybody can do what? Can see him better. And that's what happens in the world we live in. When people go up levels, not only are they able to see, you see, everybody thinks life is easy. And when you're a kid, you think your parents don't know anything until you become a parent. Then your parents become smart. Isn't that not true? The older I got, the smarter my dad got. Before I left home, I thought, you do not even have a touch on reality. And my dad was just probably more reality than I even had any idea. And the, the more I was away, the smarter my dad got. That's what we end up doing. Sometimes we don't know what it's like because we're not in their shoes. We make judgments, we make calls, and we try to figure things out. Zacchaeus was short. So I want to talk to us this morning about areas that we all have become short in. Things that maybe we could do to improve who we are. Our first thought for today is just very simple. We fall short. Some of us are short-tempered, short-fused, short self-esteem. Doesn't take much. Have you ever had people that just doesn't take much to trip them off? The straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. You know, everything's good as long as you like what they like. Because those people like everybody to like them. If they don't like them or you don't have their viewpoint, then there's something wrong with you. Do you know what I'm talking about today? Now, I'm not trying to pin out anybody in particular. I'm just saying how we, we need to behave in a world where it is more of a selfish-centered world. The, the, the contrast between the world and Christ is the world is taking, God is giving. Jesus is doing things so he can give you life and give it to you more abundantly. The world is taking things so they can have your life and they can have it more abundantly. We've had things that happen to us, and I'm sure you have too, that you need to put behind you or get over. It's easier said than done, isn't it? But yet still has to happen. And sometimes those things, because we reflect on those a lot, affect our self-esteem, who we are, how we behave, how we respond. Because we are looking at things through that wounded eyesight. We, we want to become our own Dr. Phil. We want to fix ourselves. And so we want, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong 
with getting wisdom from God, but because when we got when we come to God, God's spirit is inside us and God knows all things. Remember, we've already talked about that. So if he knows all things, he knows what makes me tick. He knows what makes me talk. He knows how to fix me. And so if I can grab some wisdom from God and I can do some things, sometimes minor changes make big differences. You can do something small and it'll make a huge difference. I heard a guy tell me this. He said, I cut out all my pop. I quit drinking pop. And he said, and before you know it, I had lost over 10 pounds in just a month because he quit drinking pop. Now, some of you might say, that's not me. It doesn't have to be you. Bill Wyatt comes to this church. He drinks about 75 two liters a day of Pepsi. I'm not kidding. That guy will walk around. He's got this jug and you think you've got to be kidding. He's not kidding you. It's always full of Pepsi. And this is what he'll tell you. Don't be a hater. That's like the kid. I watched a kid one time consume five Big Macs. And he's like, I never gain any weight. Someone needs to slap that boy. If I smell five Big Macs, I feel like I've put on weight. But, you know, I can always give him that scripture from the Bible. This too shall pass. Anyway, we like to fix ourselves. We become our own treatment. You can walk into a store today and somebody can be talking to themselves. And, and there was a time when that's just weird. Now, it'd be people on Bluetooth. I was just in Myers the other day to pick up Maddie from work. And I said, I'm over here shopping. And a guy's walking beside me. I thought he was talking to me. I'm answering him. He's not talking to me. He's telling me I can't even find the kind of soup. But what kind of soup are you looking for? He's, you know, I get this look like, what's the matter with you? I'm thinking, what's the matter with you? You can't see soup. You're right in front of it. But he's, you know, he's just, he's talking. I turned around. He's got a Bluetooth. I'm like, oh, he's not talking to me. I heard a guy that was in the stall at an airport. And he's talking to one of his loved ones on the phone in the stall. Not the guy that I'm talking about, the other guy. Let me say there was two people and one in the stall beside him. And the guy goes, how you doing? The guy, no, guys are different. We don't talk in the bathroom. I don't know. You girls go in twos. We don't do that. We just go by ourselves. And matter of fact, if you talk to me while we're in the bathroom, I, I might not answer you because that's weird. So he's, he's sitting in the stall, and the guy says, how you doing? And the guy goes, I'm good. What time uh, you think you're going to get out of here? Uh, as soon as I'm finished, comes the response. And the guy's like, so, uh, you know, is everybody going to be? You know, and the guy's like, I don't know if they're going to be there or not. And so finally, then he hears this guy go, hang on a second. This dude beside me thinks I'm talking to him. The guy said, man, I was out of the bathroom as quick as I could. What I'm telling you is we, you know, we live in a society where things like that happen. And before it would just be weird. Now you got to be, you got to be careful. Because they're just talking there. Sometimes people are, Manny and I have been to McDonald's before and, I said, that guy's on a Bluetooth. And there was another guy over here, and he was just ranting and raving. She goes, Dad, he's on a Bluetooth. And I said, no, honey, he's not on a Bluetooth. <laughs> you got to start listening, okay? Sometimes we have a hard time where we're short in others, you know, in areas. Let's just say something happened to us, so we're sensitive. And then we're short to others because we're sensitive in that area as well. 
So we snap back at them because that was a something that just tripped us. I mean, you can talk about anything, but not about that because that upset me or whatever. We have a hard time using grace for somebody else because we didn't seem to receive it ourselves. Are you with me? So because we didn't get it, nobody else should get it. That's kind of how we look at things. You cannot blame your past on everything that's happened to you. Maybe your parents or, or whatever, things that were out of your control. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't affect you, so please mis- don't misunderstand me. What I'm saying is sooner or later you have to go forward or you will live your life paralyzed. Those people, the enemy will make sure there are those people that will put that over your head. Some of you have been through horrific things, I'm sure. You're going to have to give those things to God. Our next thought is, you can't give what you don't have. If your parents were insecure, you're not going to get security from them because they don't know how to give that. They don't have any. They can't produce what they don't have themselves. It's like a teacher. I can't teach you if I don't know. I ask, you know, sometimes we make generalizations. I asked the students one time in youth, I said, okay, who knows who the Holy Spirit is? And the kids all, you know, they all raise their hand. And I called on a young man. I said, who's the Holy Spirit? And this is what, this is the answer. He's a spirit that's holy. And everybody, <laughs> and he got a big laugh out of that. I'm like, sit down. But okay, but if you, if you really don't know, you can't teach it. We want to go through life and we want to, you know, how many want to get past? If you have a sticking point, would you like to get past? You know, losing weight right now. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, it's, anything you put your hand to can be fun, huh? So it's been a challenge, but everything is a lot of most generally things worthwhile or, you know, they're a challenge. So down about 40 pounds. I'm over halfway and I'm thankful for that. I'm trying to keep up with with my wife. She didn't need to lose any weight. I got a leg that weighs what she does. (laughs) But there's things in my life, you know, you're just like, okay, I got to I got to get past or a sticking point. And it'll frustrate me. And Kim will say, you know, what was your weight today? And I'll say this and I'll say, man, I'm I'm frustrated because I wanted, you know, I wanted to be more than this. And she'll be she'll look at the whole scheme of this. Baby, you you got to you've lost 40 pounds in a short amount of time. It's OK. So I have to you know, I have to receive some of that. Now, let me just say now this. Can, I'm just being honest. I'm talking to someone that doesn't have a weight problem. So sometimes, because I feel short in that area, it's harder to receive, like, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? But she would argue, the reason I look like this is because I do know what you're talking about. Because I will say, she does not, I mean, like, where I can be like, you're going to eat all that? I know you've already taken, like, three bites, but if you don't want that. She won't do that. When she's full, she's just done. She stops. I didn't know what stop was. Okay, hope that helps. I don't know. Let me just say, if you need love and affirmation, there's some people who don't know how to give that because they didn't give, they didn't get growing up love and affirmation. Their parents didn't give it to them, so they're, 
they're trying, you know, there's things that I, that you'll have to make up your mind. Like, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. I will do this different because this is the result of that. Are you with me? And they can't give that to you. Quit asking them. This is what we do. We ask. We want people that don't know Christ to act like they know Christ. They don't know how to act like that. They don't know him. We want the people that um, you can't do that in church. Well, how do they know what you can do in church? Not that we know what really is all that you can do in church. We got to start saying to ourselves, Lord. Help me not be like those people. If somebody doesn't know how to give love and the way they give love is they give gifts because they don't have to tell you. They're just going to show you. I don't want to have to tell you that I love you here. Here, that's yours. You can have that. No, just eat the whole thing. Oh, here, you can have that. That's what they do. And and to them, that's them trying to express that. Have you ever met people like that? That's their way of saying. But let me just say, if you needed love and affirmation, your tank is still empty because you didn't get it. You got a gift. They want to give you a watch. You didn't want to watch. You wanted them to come and watch you. So sometimes we stay empty and we come up short. If we need love and we can't find it, this is what will happen. We'll looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in two minutes. Most of us, if we're honest, were you saved your whole life? Let's be, you know, if we were honest before we were born again, some of us were like real good at sinning. If you're real good at sinning, raise your hand. Look at me. Wow. <laughs> Karen's like, that's me. <laughs> your husband or wife, are you going to raise your hand? <laughs> We've heard people say, well, we're just telling our kids that, you know, it's no fun to sin. That's not true. It is fun to sin, but there's a price tag. And the enemy doesn't tell you the price tag. The Bible says that, it, you know, it is fun for a season, but you don't know the price that it costs. And the enemy will get you by the flesh, by your desire, by, come on, by the things that, you know, that aren't spiritual, just to get you to yield to that. And he doesn't tell you the price tag. We've all lived that in one area or another. There are people that are control freaks. Do you know of any? Don't point. People try to control you because if they can't control you, you might do something different than they would, which might excel you past where they are, and they don't want that. I've heard of stories where parents didn't even want their kids to graduate because then they might go on to college and they might do better than they did, and they didn't want that. Something wrong with the way that is. If we need love and affirmation, we need to give it the way God wants us to give it. Moms and dads, love your children. Speak life to them. Encourage them. Love your spouse. Speak encouragement. Well, you don't know my spouse. I don't have to know your spouse, but you married them. So you can either start speaking good things and expect great results, or you can continue to speak other things And then enjoy where you're at. Because listen to me, you get what you brag on. You get what you brag on. The Bible says in Romans, they call things that are not as though they are. So if you don't see the results you're looking, begin to call them. Well, I can't do that while he's here. Then don't do it while he's here. 
When he's not there, then, Father, I thank you. And you begin to quote good things and then uplift him and honor him. And husbands, honor her. Whatever happened to a husband opening his door for, for his wife? Whatever happened to, we went in a restaurant the other day. Matter of fact, great recommendation, Amy, Rebecca's Bistro at Walnut Creek. Awesome little place. I went in there and it was packed. And I was trying to get to my wife's chair so I could pull out her chair. Now, listen to me. I am not pulling out her chair for those people to see. Oh, look at that. Because then there could be other husbands there. Oh, man. He's going to make it look like I needed to pull out her chair. And the wife could say, why didn't you pull out my chair? I don't care if they have that battle. And I don't mean to be hard. I'm not doing it for those people. I'm doing it for that person. And actually, I'm doing it for that person. I'm doing it for God to honor him, to honor her, to honor her, to honor him. We have people that think this. If I win the lotto... People will finally like me. You better read the prodigal son. That doesn't always that work out so well. Statistics say most people that win the lottery, and I mean, who wouldn't want to win 23 million, 34 million, or whatever it is? Tithe on that, please. I'm not telling you to gamble, but I'm just saying, if I can't stop you from doing whatever and you win, tithe on that. Pay our building off. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, statistics say they go back to being broke, busted, and disgusted. People will say this, if we get married, then we'll really love each other. Can I just say, if you're not supposed to be together, marrying is not going to help you. Two wrongs don't make a right. I don't know how else to say all that. Listen to you, if this dude won't marry you and he just wants to live with you, kick him to the curb. Oh, isn't this fun? You need to do things the way the Lord says. That's that's all I'm saying. How about this one? What we need is children. If we have kids, we'll become official adults and that'll save our marriage. Kids will change everything. I mean, and kids are wonderful, so don't get me wrong. It's great to have kids, but that, that's not a reason. So we need to start looking. God, what do you want me to do? I'm telling you, God says this. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows the plans he has for you. He's already designed things for you. God is doing something inside of you right now. He is getting things ready. God doesn't want you to climb a tree or climb the ladder of success because he hung on a tree. Now, he wants you to be successful, so hang on to that thought. 2,000 years ago, so you didn't have to climb. The Bible says that God exalts. He's going to lift you up. Serve God and watch where he places you. Watch how he puts his hand on you. Watch that you might get a promotion that others will be like, hey, I've been here longer. Well, I, you know, you don't make that decision. You just obey God. Because your heart might be what that company needs. If you get to the top just to impress people and you step on people along the way, you're not going to stay there. Because you're always going to have to try to keep that level. And it, it'll be short-lived. Since we're talking about shortcomings. Ever meet somebody that all they wanted to do was talk about themselves? Well, enough about me. What do you think about me? You got to take the self-centeredness away and say, God, help me to be others minded. Help me to think about others. Here's our third thought for the for this morning. Light the way. You don't have to fear people. You need to, to live in faith for people. 
Instead of being afraid of people, let's live in faith for people. God sent his son to die for people. The Bible says that Jesus would leave the 99 and go to the one. So we have to have a mindset of, Lord, it's not about me. It's about others. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. God's kingdom. It's, it's different from the world system. Now, you know, the world goes through phases. Remember uh, bug zappers? I think you can still get them. But boy, they were really hot for a while. I don't know what decade that was in. But, you know, in a bug's life, they'd be, don't go to the light. It's beautiful. I mean, you could go on a summer night down streets and you could just hear bug zappers. You know, and everybody like, oh. And I remember even people, the kids at school would be like, we have a bug zapper. Great. But what I'm telling you is if we light the way, it's going to attract some bugs. I mean, big light draws big bugs. I mean, people see it. Again, think about Zacchaeus. He gets up in a tree. Not only can he see better, but everybody can see him. So if God is going to help and bless, there's going to be people that are going to see that. Some of them might not like it. But we have to serve God. We have to, I want to please God. We were in line at uh, uh, revival. It happened in Pensacola, Florida years ago. And there was a line probably from here to the max. People there had lawn chairs. They were, they'd get out and they'd be hours before the church ever opened up. So we were standing in line waiting on church to open up. And some dude, this true story, shows up in a cloak and everything, beard, staff. And this is Brother Kilpatrick, who uh, we had him at a camp meeting at our church, uh, another church I pastored. Anyway, he, he pulls up there and stomps it. He's almost like Gandalf. You shall not pass. But he didn't say that. But he pulls up and he goes, tell Brother Kilpatrick, I am here. I am Moses. Once the security took him away, I don't know where they were taking him. But we were like, is this for real? But this dude is like, I'm Moses. And they're like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I'm Hansel and she's Gretel. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, I don't know where they took him, but I don't know, whatever. But we were just like, whoa, that's crazy. Why? Something about being the light. It'll, listen, I'm telling you, in our new building, it's in an area not far from here. It's going to draw people. And there are going to be people just like you and me that are not perfect. They don't, they don't know God. Some of you have known God for a long time. They don't know God, so it's a new thing for them. You're going to help them break into a grand relationship with Jesus Christ. And sometimes it's just going to, they're going to come in and they're not going to understand. I don't get it. People, I'm telling you, the enemy wants to tell you, you got to clean up and then you can come to Christ. That's man's, that's, that's garbage. Last time I checked, Jesus took me just how I was, mess and all. He didn't care. He was just like, come on. But, but, you know, come on. I, I remember one time a guy was in, in a church and he smelled bad. I mean, B.O. was bad. And I remember he sat down and people just went. And right away, there's people. You could see him. Do you see him? Oh, look at him. Oh, he stinks. He stinks. Kind of gives you a light like this. And this is what the Lord had me do. And I got to say this. I'm just going to tell you. I don't want to do it. This is what the Lord spoke to my heart. I said, boy, he's dirty. I mean, he, I mean physically. You could just see is just... 
smudges all over his hair was sticking greasy and and he smelled I could smell him and I'm like 10 feet away and I'm you know and this is what Lord said he said go give him a hug I'm like you give him a hug and he, he tells me again he goes Brett go give him a hug I said God he, he smells quiet he doesn't he doesn't say anything and I said this is what I said I said if he was cleaned up, I might. And God speaks to my spirit and basically is this, in the essence of what he told me. I'm going to clean him up. Soap, bar soap doesn't cost much. So into him, go hug him. So I went down in front of everybody, put my hands out like that. And the whole time that guy's coming in, I'm going... <laughs> he didn't tell me I couldn't do that. So I hugged him and I was trying to keep my head on this side because his hair was, you know, I just, I mean, it was nasty, but he started crying. And afterwards, I gave him some money and I said, here, get you some, get you some stuff and get yourself cleaned up. We'd love to have you. But once I hugged him, something broke in the spirit. Did you smell? Probably. I probably smelled a little bit like him at that time. I don't know. But, you know, something happened in my heart. Are we going to be those people or are we going to be who God wants us to be? What went through Zacchaeus's mind? The Bible tells us what those people thought. He's going to the house of that sinner. Well, sure he was because he said he was. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. And everybody's like, oh, I can't believe he would do that. But what's going through Zacchaeus's mind? I bet you Zacchaeus is probably like, he called me by name. I don't believe I said, uh, I didn't hear your name. But he called me by name. He's coming to my house. And Zacchaeus, when Jesus gets around Zacchaeus, things start changing. My friends, it matters who you hang out with. And Zacchaeus says, I'm going to give half what I have to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to pay him back four times. I want you to notice something. Jesus never told him to do that. He just did that out of what changed in his heart. It makes me start thinking, God, you know what? The closer I get to you, the more changes you're going to make in my heart. The more things that what I what I saw before, I might not see it the same way now. But those people started rumors, gossip, lies, grumbling. They or those people, they threw Jesus under the bus. They've already got Zacchaeus under there. Reverse forward, boom, 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 boom. They've already got him under. But that sinner was about to be saved by grace. He found unconditional love. You see, our attitude determines our altitude. How high do we want to fly? How do we look at it? Lord, could you use me today? I've told you that story of the starfish of the little boy picking up those starfishes and they were all over the beach and he's throwing them back one at a time and an old man sat there and said, you know what, you'll never, you are not going to make a difference. You can't get them all. And the little boy looked at him and said, it'll make a difference for this one and he threw it back. This one it'll make a difference for and he threw it back. You see, that's our, that's our calling is God, I don't want to be those people. I want to be the one that says, I will follow you. 
Don't tell your husband, you're just such a loser. Don't tell your kids, you're going to grow up and be just like your dad. He never amounted to anything. I know people that they said that, and that's exactly what happened. Speak life. You want them to be made the way God made them in his image and to do the things God's called them to do. Tell them that. The Bible says to call things that are not again as though they are. Call the good things. Let me tell you a secret. Somebody comes up to you and complains about anything and they say they. Now, just remember, this was written weeks ago. Okay. Or them or a bunch of us or many. It usually means them. There may be one or two, but for the most part, it's usually just them. I have people that have critiqued, you know, what's your church like? I had some people that used to come here. They don't come here anymore. One of those reasons is I, I'm, I'm sure they, they stated it at one time because I don't wear a suit. You want to be honest with me? Or want me to be honest with you? I'm sure you do. I, I like suits. I really, I want double vented suits. But for the first time in my life, I feel like I might be able to wear them. I don't like wearing suits because I don't look good in them. Because I was too fat. That was my opinion of that, I had to wear suits for my kids' wedding, and uh, I didn't like how I looked. My kids all looked great, but I didn't like how I looked. So that's just honestly. But they, well, you don't wear that. You're too, you're too casual. Life's too short. Some of them, we had one family one time. This been, they're not here because our services weren't two hours, like they were before. They don't like sixty to seventy minutes. But can I just say the services are going after the lost. That's what we want. We, we didn't have as many people at all saved like we have now because we're going after people that don't know Jesus. And let me just say, if you get somebody that doesn't know Jesus, they do not want to sit in here for two hours. They want to come in and find God if that's what, you know, we give them answers and they can leave here and go and plant the seed. If they don't accept Christ that day, they will. How about this? I don't base stuff off religious people. I, you know, sometimes I've said out loud, and I don't know if it's offending anybody. I, I think it'd be cool to have a tattoo. I don't have one. I've never gotten a tattoo, but I wanted to get Kim tattooed on my arm or something somewhere. She said, don't, don't do that. Someday I may come home and go, there it is. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> but anyway... I got some people that don't like tattoos. I There's a scripture that says God has you tattooed on the palm of his hand. I don't have a problem with tattoos. If you got a problem with tattoos, you're going to have to take it up with God. But what I'm saying is what we do is we, we start being critical. We start saying all these other things. We got to start saying, God, what do you want? I just want this. Now, here's thought number four. I want you to be you. Just be you. Now, not to quote, the, but I'm going to. I've got to be me. I've got to be me. Daring to try to do it or die. I've got to be me. It's about time that we started being ourselves. You're the only one God made. You are unique. He only made one of you. Even identical twins aren't really identical. There's differences and God made each of us an individual. 
Now, please understand when I'm saying I got to be me. That doesn't mean you can choose any lifestyle. It's got to be in the book. Now, we're going to love you no matter what lifestyle you choose. (gasps) You mean you would love the homosexual? I absolutely mean I'd love the homosexual. Do I agree with them? Absolutely not. I do not agree with them. I believe it's not right. But I'm going to love them because that's what the Bible says. That is their choice. I can think that it's wrong. I can say whatever I want, but I can't make them choose different, but I can love them. You see, here's what we do. We don't condone sin, but we don't condemn the sinner. Come on, somebody. Did you ever do something wrong? Did you ever not see something the way you should have seen it until something happens to you and all of a sudden, boom? I mean, look, Paul was killing Christians thinking he was doing everything right. He was thinking he was the Bo Diddy of everything. I don't even know. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, and he meets Jesus, and now he wrote almost all the New Testament. Look, my family's like, oh, Bo, Bo Diddy. It's going, I have a book, Breadisms. It's going in the book, I'm sure. Listen, I just want you to help me preach today. You cannot quit being a carbon copy of somebody else. I tried to be another preacher. It doesn't work. God's given me favor wherever I've gone. I'm great friends with Pastor Gary. That's our headship. He's on Daystar and Angel and all that. That's wonderful. When I was in Pickerington, I was friends with Rod Parsley. Got to be on his jet. That's wonderful and all that. But I was hanging out with Pastor Rod, and I'm not saying anything against him. I love Pastor Rod, but I was trying to preach like him. I am not Rod Parsley. And my wife told me, she said, quit trying to be him. Just be you. That's my challenge to you today. Be who you're supposed to be. Start loving who you are. Well, Brett, you don't know. No, I probably don't. But you know, God knows. Listen, quit trying to please somebody else to change just to make them happy. Can I just say... I'm, you know, I want her to like me more now. I mean, I think we're human because if you look back, I'm like, hey, I'm looking back. You know, like that. But hey, she still loved me when I look like Free Willy. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? But if you have to change just for someone to like you, there's something not right there, my friends. Because God wants to make the adjustment in you. And now God can use other people to help you. Don't get me wrong. There's wisdom in other people and that's all good. And, and we need to use those in authority and all that. that. I understand all that. But we have to also say, God, I want to line this up with you. You know, some of the reasons for me, my why, my why is this. The Lord told me over a year ago, you need to get in shape because what I have coming for you, you're going to need to be in the best shape of your life. And I just put it off and I just put it off and I would justify it and I would rationalize it. Am I talking to anybody today? Because I would just make excuses of why I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And then finally, I just came to myself and I had people help me come to myself for me to make my why bigger. What's your why? So, Brett, are you never going to, you won't eat pizza again? Oh, I'm going to eat pizza again. But it won't be my life. Not that it was my life before. But what I'm saying is, I've got control 
of what God wants me to have control of. Because we have to tell our flesh, you ain't in charge. You had to get out of bed today, didn't you? How many wanted to stay in bed? Yeah. I mean, Mark Lowry called his bed the word. So anybody tells him anything, he goes, I'm in the word. I can't, I can't do that. So there's a lot of things we'd like to do. You know, I, I am one that would like to buffet my body. I like buffets. But, so I had to take charge over that. And some of you are going, is that scripture? People, you know, are different. My mom did this, and I, I know it's 12.05. Can you give me a couple minutes? Let me finish this up. I don't have much longer. My, you know, when I was growing up, there was times when we got clothes in my day. Most kids, unless they were wealthy, we got clothes once a year, and it was right before school started. Except Christmas time, that's when I got underwear and socks. No kid likes to get underwear and socks for Christmas. Any kids in the building? Yeah, so anyway, we would go to that French clothing store, J.C. Penois. And I would have to get the jeans that were called Husky. And my mom would do something that totally would embarrass me. You go in there and try these on. Then you come out here and let me see them. To this day, ask my wife. I don't come out of the dressing room. I don't. She'll say, how they look on you? I'm like, they're good or nah, wasn't good. Well, I want to see it. Not today. Because it's not pretty. (laughs) So anyway, I would come out and there'd be like six or eight mothers standing there and there'd be their kids and they're laughing now. But sooner or later, they got to go into the chamber of horrors. And she'd come out and she'd say, pull your shirt up. Well, I don't want to pull my shirt up because I'm in husky jeans. But she'd like, no, pull it up. And then she'd stick her fingers in the different parts of my pants. Those are too tight. Those don't look good. Suck it in, you know, or whatever. I would be totally humiliated. I'd be seeing these kids. You know, and so it it messes with your mind. I don't want to come out of the dressing room. Mom, I don't want to. You come out here, Brett Allen. You come out here. And so she would do all that. Then I went to school and I, you know, I was just good in, I was always an athlete. I was just good at doing different sports. I, I wrestled, I played basketball, I played baseball. I was on the swim team for crying out loud. Big mistake. I can swim really good. <laughs> I made the team. But nobody really ever told me, I didn't think about it. When you get on the team, they give you trunks that are little bitty trunks. And if you don't have a little bitty body. I was cleaning the barn the other day and I came across the yearbook. Help me, Jesus. I remember the day it brought. But you ever look at something and then your mind just goes. I remember the day we're taking pictures for the swim team. Now you're seeing Husky Boy in Speedos. I'm not trying to give you a word picture, but you're getting it anyway. They put us on the diving board to take our picture. I still remember this. I'm trying to get in between these other guys because I don't, you know, if I, if I got them up against me and up this, hey, I look svelter. Stand closer. Come on. And this guy's like, no, 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 no. You're shorter. You're going to come out to the end. Come out to the end. I'm like, I'm not coming out to the end. Yes, you're coming. You come on, belly boy. Let's go. We're going out to the end. And, 
And he made me get on the very end. I held the whole picture up, and I had the whole team ticked at me because I didn't want to get that picture. I just showed J.D. that picture wherever he's at. Anyway, there he is. I showed him that picture yesterday, and he goes, wow. <laughs> Ain't nothing pretty about that picture, people. I'm not showing it to you, so just get your minds at ease. But I'm just like, oh, man. And I lived through that. And then every, when the yearbooks came out, there's people. I'm walking in the hall. I'm seeing them with the picture. I just want to shrivel up and go. So here's what I'm saying. We have to understand. We, we got to be you. Are you saying if you're overweight, embrace it? Kind of. But I'm saying if you need to lose weight, let God tell you. Let God help you. But really, until you make up your mind, your why's not big enough. I'm going to say it one more time. Until you make up your mind, your why's not. You have to make it up in here. Your battle is right here. But because God told me, now my why has become that way. You can't call a woman husky or you'll find out what jack slap means. There's all kinds of people in the world. We grew up with that jingle about armor hot dogs, fat kids, skinny kids, kids that climb on rocks, tough kids, sissy kids, even kids with chicken pox. You see, God is calling all types of people and, and we're not perfect people. We are fat kids, skinny kids, kids that stand on boards in speedos out. of Never mind. I'm just saying we're all kinds, shapes, sizes, all that. But God wants you to embrace you. Because if you can embrace you, the outside is not really you. I mean, it's part of you, yes. But some of it is caused because we don't like who we are. We're told to love our neighbor, but we don't love ourselves. So it's hard to love our neighbor when we really don't even like ourselves. See, we're always trying to climb a tree to please those people. I think you should rock out who you're supposed to be. Rock out for you. Start saying to yourself, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, I, I'm the head, not the tail. I, I'm greater, uh, greater is he, God that's in me, than the enemy that's in the world. God has made me in his image. He loves me, he favors me, he protects me. I can do nothing without Christ. I am, in him I live, move, and have my being. Colossians says, I'm complete in him. Quit sabotaging yourself. I grew up, my dad uh, loves country music, loves it. He loves, but, but he told me, he said, the country that he liked is not the country we listen to now, for the most part. And I guess it's still out there. Merle Haggard, um, uh, George Jones, Tammy Wynette, Conway Twist. See, most of us are like, who? But they're like, I'm proud to be an okie from Muskogee. A place where even squares can have a ball. Okay. So he liked that. So on Saturday mornings, that's all we did. I mean, he's washing the cars and I'm hearing, you know, Tammy Wynette and all these other, you know, and my dad's out there just singing. Woo! And I'm thinking, whoa. And I'd tell him, you know, he'd say some of the country stars now. He said, that isn't real country. And he, dad likes bluegrass. And all that. I mean, he likes that. But people have different tastes. Me and my sister grew up. How about the Osmond brothers? Remember that when they were all, you know, Jackson 5 and Osmond brothers. They have all the groups. And, you know, Osmond brothers and Donnie. Remember Donnie and Marie? I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so we grew up with that. 
How about this? The Soul Train. And then Dick Clark in American Bandstand, the man that seemed to never age. My wife, she loves the 80s. And that was all the synthesizer stuff. Might as well jump. Go ahead, jump. You know. I have, How about the... I was in the 70s. I hope you're having fun. Because <laughs> I'm having fun. I was in the... See, if we had quit now, you'd have missed all this. The 70s were Saturday in the park. And how about this one? Oz never did give nothing to the tin man. Daddy didn't. See? We got to start saying, God, I want to live. You know, you grew up and whatever happened to you and how you grew up, some is going to be good and probably some is not so good. It's like life, man. You're going to have to take the meat and get rid of the bones. Make some choices to say, you know what? This happened to me. I'm going to, it's stopping now. I had somebody tell me the other day, well, diabetes runs in my family, so I'm sure to get it. That's about the stupidest confession I've ever heard. Do you want diabetes? I'd be like, it ain't happening to me. It stops here because I'm not getting it. My kids aren't getting it. My kids' kids aren't getting it. God's healed. You know what I'm saying? you got to start bragging on the things of God. Embrace where you're at and who you are. I grew up, they'd say, you can't go, if you've eaten, you can't get in the water for, I say this, be yourself, grab a snicker bar, jump in the water as soon as you get done eating, make all the skinny kids feel bad. (laughs) Be, Be you. When I grew up, we had stuff called imagination. I got that from Spongebob. But we didn't have batteries to do all of our toys stuff for us. We had to make it up. We we played army and we had to make the sounds. Cowboys, we had to we had to do everything. Guns, we made up all the sounds. And of course, I'm talking from a guy. You know, I'm just saying, if I was a kid and I could have toys that made the sounds now, I would probably take the toys with the sounds. So I'm not saying I'm against that, but I'm just saying we didn't have it. So we used our minds. We started saying, you know, whoa, this is cool and this is what we would do. See, there's people out there that don't want you to use their mind or your mind because they don't want you to grow. But God wants you to grow. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5, and we're about finished here. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided to in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us himself through Jesus Christ that he wanted to do, and he gave him great pleasure. He gives God great pleasure because he already picked you. It's our fifth thought for this morning. You're chosen. He already picked you. Nobody, when we were growing up, if hey, we're going to choose teams. Nobody liked to be choose last because the next to last person is already picking who the other team gets. But aren't you glad on God's team he's already picked you? You don't even have to get in line. He's already chose you. He already says, I like you. And you could say, you know, Brett, did he like you when you were 40 pounds heavier? He loved me when I was 40 pounds heavier. There was more of me to love. But he loves me 
anyway because I'm being obedient. So walking in what he's told me to do is going to help my why and help. Now, listen, help me be placed by him where he needs so his kingdom can advance through the giftings and the callings he's put on my life. Say amen to that. Because he's doing the same thing for you. He loves you enough that he won't allow you to stay the same if you'll just listen to him. It doesn't have to mean weight loss. I'm just saying for me, that's part of my destiny. I don't know what it is for you. I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. All I'm telling you is be you. Be happy. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in Christ lives all fullness of God in human body. So you're complete through the union with Christ, who is the head over every rule, ruler and authority. You find your identity in Jesus. You find your identity in him. We live, we move, we have our being. Listen, it don't matter if you're black, yellow, white, red, polka dot, it doesn't matter. We got in a world that we got dark people trying to get lighter. We got light people trying to get darker. We got people trying to color their hair a different color. We got people trying to darken their hair. We got people trying to lighten their hair. We got people trying to buy hair. We got people shaving their head. Be you. You know, I don't know. I'm, you know, my hair's turned gray. Some of it's turned loose. I keep praying, thank God for a full head of hair. But if I was bald, I don't, you know, there are people that look good bald. They just look good. Bill's got a good bald looking head. I don't think my head would look good bald. But, you know, as long as she is happy and he's happy, I'm happy. We don't condone sin, but we don't condemn the sinner. We start loving on people. The Bible says... That the love of God draws men to repentance. Could we not love people? Do we have to be critical? See, the problem with the church, and I'm going to finish up here. We're done. Watch this. I'll even turn it off. Is we want to clean our fish before we catch them. We do. And I talked about it before, but I'm just, I'm trying to reemphasize. We don't have to do that. Let God clean them up. Let him call you in to that room where you just feel like okay yeah I, I i need to do that i need to take care of this maybe the places where i've been shortened in my life where I've, i'm like oh that's sensitive i'll give that to you my wife said this has been a season where it seems like she's cast more than you know a professional fisherman she didn't say that but that's kind of what she's mean i've just like okay lord take this take this have you ever had seasons like that? But here's the thing. Let's cast it. Let's quit reeling it back in. Now, I'm not saying she's doing that. I'm just telling us. Let's just quit reeling it back in. Because if we rest, he works. If we work, he rests. Let's just embrace who we are. Let's let God start helping us. Shave off anything that doesn't belong. Anything on the outward, that's fine. But really, it starts on the inside. I challenge you today. I, I, I pray you hear my heart today. We love you so much. There is such a great plan that he has for you. Don't let anybody run the plan. Let God. You, you hook up with God and then let him allow people to help you along the way and love you. And you may be able to help them as well. But we'll do it together. 
We'll find out and we'll embrace who we are with God. Again, as long as it's in the word, we're good. We're not embracing a, a alternate lifestyle or anything like that. Are we going to love them people? Yes, we'll love them. We won't condone that because it's against the word. But we're still going to love them. Because that's what we do. That's what he does. He doesn't want any to perish. Can you do that? We can do that together. Let's let God be in charge of our lives. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?